the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The information on this show is not intended to be the primary basis for investment decisions and should not be used to provide financial advice. Please obtain the guidance of a financial professional regarding your particular financial concerns. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. This program reflects the views of Arif Halaby, California Insurance License 0B93792 of TFS Financial Insurance Services. TFS Financial Insurance Services, California Insurance License Number 0F22477, provides retirement income strategies using insurance and annuity products, which are guaranteed by the claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power. Hey, welcome to the show. Good morning. I'm Eric Halby. Thanks for being with me. The Total Financial Hour on AM870 The Answer. I'm going to start out with the phone number just because I sometimes forget to send it or to give it to you. And, and uh, grab your pen and paper. I'll give it to you throughout the show. Triple eight ninety nine retire. That's eight 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 nine nine seven three eight four seven. Okay, so uh, we're going to get into a couple of things today uh, with the market doing a- another week of craziness. Right? Can you help me with that? Uh, oh my word! What does that mean for you that have decided to put a huge percentage, if not all, of your four hundred one k IRA retirement assets in the market? What does that mean? Well. Real diversification, when people say, oh, I diversified in the market, it just means you have you know, more than one place you can lose money. I think true diversification is not losing money sometimes when the market goes down and not worrying about if, if uh, you know, this virus shuts down businesses for a longer period of time. I want you to kind of reduce some of that anxiety. Uh, and I'm going to tell you kind of how, it's done, how it can be done. But here, this is important. You think that because you receive a pension or you have a 401k or profit sharing plan or, or union dues or whatever, understand everybody puts most of their money, whatever percentage, the 51% or 99%, I don't know. But they put most of their money, if not all of it, in the same place that you have your 401k. That means everybody stands in line and you guys protest in front of you know big business, except your union pension invests in that same big business and its friendly competitors. So... Don't try to you know, ask for or, or cherish the demise of the market because that's the same place that your pension lives. It's the same place that the CalPERS, CalSTRS, uh, local whatever, Teamster whatever, it doesn't matter. They all put some or part or all of their money in the market. And the biggest problem in 2008 wasn't so much the market went down, it's the market, the, the stock market and real estate went down at the same time. Meaning what we had was a scary, if you, if you will, a perfect storm, a scary opportunity where people said, oh, stocks are dead for a while. I'm going to run over here to real estate. Real estate's dead. I'm going to run back over here to stocks. Well, this all began, and it scared the daylights out of a lot of people because it was the first time, maybe ever, I don't know, that we had both the real estate market and the stock market decline. Now, I understand a lot of you think, oh, well, that's a, one, you know, a once-in-a-lifetime event. Can you say coronavirus? Did you ever think that was going to happen? 
Did you ever think something uh, like shutting down the entire world? Did I say world economy? Not Los Angeles or Southern California. World economy. Did you ever think that would happen? So I think one of the things to do is to look at true diversification, having some or part of your money outside of the risk of the market, outside of that craziness. And if you're one to count on your pension, I've said this story before, but it's been maybe a few years or so. I had a client who worked for Caltrans and he was mid-level management, you know, making almost 200000 a year. He was very happy, engineer type, thought it was a great job, but I'm sure it is. Great career. Sounds like it. Gets a take-home car. Did you know a lot of those Caltrans people gets to get to drive a car that you pay for? Yeah. And so all that to say is here they are, and uh, a, a great organization, I'm sure. They, they, they make a big difference. Bloated beyond. Oh, how many times have you driven by and watched three people watch one guy dig a hole? Uh, I mean, it's almost become a joke, hasn't it? But what's really taken place in this story for you and I is to realize this poor guy said, well, hey, buddy, I don't have anything in my retirement account. I, don't, I haven't saved anything else for retirement. I have a very big, expensive house. My goal is to pay off this big, expensive house before I retire. But you know you can't pay off property taxes. It's why a lot of people, even if you pay off your home when you retire, will leave California. Because there's always some silly school bond assessment, sewer line, we need a new library for those poor, underprivileged, whatever they do, and they make you feel like crud, and you have to turn around and you just keep writing checks. Maybe you never had children, and you're paying for public schools in which you don't even step foot in, or you homeschooled your kids, right? So those kinds of things that happen make the house that you buy in California or wherever you buy, it can make it more expensive, right? Dallas, People that live in the Dallas school districts, Frisco, Texas, uh, uh, Plano, Fort Worth, uh, a lot of those schools are amazing. There's very little or uh, other taxes in, in Texas, certainly no income tax, except that property tax. The school bonds, et cetera, can be substantial, 2%, maybe 3%. So you could look at another 500 to $1,000 a month just in property taxes to pay for high schools or, or junior high schools that are probably some of the best in the nation, but still places you would never step foot. So keep this in mind when you take your California pension, school district pension, whatever pension that comes from the city, state, county, and realize that where we are right now from a report published October 24th, 2019, some would say near the height of the market, right? Really where we were at all-time highs, California is the best. Uh, Gavin Newsom is thumbing his nose at the president, calling him names, right? What a what a clown he is, still is, in my opinion. It's because you can read from a teleprompter and you're a pretty good-looking guy. It doesn't mean you have anything going on upstairs. But that's okay. He did. He read it pretty well. Seemed kind of compassionate, can't remember if he has his own wife or if he still is sleeping with his chief of staff's wife. Whoever he has, he's got somebody in his hands that's kind of keeping him comfortable and warm and, and uh, guiding him and, and supporting him. All of that is wonderful. But oh, by the way, here's the report from October 24th, 2019 from Cal Matters, C-A-L Matters.org. Ready? 
Is your city ready for California's next recession? And in summary, basically, it says the economy in California is flush with cash, but recession is on the horizon. Data from the state auditor shows pensions, questionable management, and other fiscal risks have put at least 18 Golden State cities on shaky ground. Okay, some of these are, are not in Southern California, so that's fine. But, but you realize if you're in the state and there's a problem up in, oh, I don't know, Atwater or, or El Cerrito or West Covina or Marysville, you're still going to end up having to pay for them, right? Because it's the state. So here's the worst, according to them, the worst uh, worst <laughs> cities under most fiscal stress. Ready? Compton, Atwater, Blythe, Lindsay. Never heard of it. I'm sure, it's a beautiful place. Calexico. Here's one that might be near and dear to a lot of your heart. San Fernando. Right where I grew up. Right. San Fernando's number six at. Uh, Prepare to collapse. We, re, we overspend. We have no money slash pension problems. El Cerrito, San Gabriel. San Gabriel? Isn't that Beverly Hills near the mountains, they said? San Gabriel, huh? Number eight. Maywood, Monrovia, Vernon, Richmond, Oakland. West Covina and La Habra are some of the more local ones. Do you realize in this group, guys... If you work for any of these cities, county, states, or you live in any of them, or frankly, you live in the state of California, you may be the one who has to pay for some of these pensions because alleged waste, fraud, and misuse of taxpayer dollars is what they're alleging. And they put these cities and many others near the brink of bankruptcy. Okay, so that's important you understand that because people right away, I love it when my educated group says, oh, a city cannot file bankruptcy, era for the state of California, it's illegal for them to file bankruptcy. All right, you can call it, you know, Mickey Mouse in a cup. I, I don't care what you call it. They're still going to not be able to pay their bills, renegotiate or cancel all contracts, and have to raise taxes, fees, expenses to the normal everyday business owner and consumer. So call it whatever you want. It doesn't matter to me. You, you understand that that all they have to do is pass a rule or a law. And the Democrats up in the state, for sure, at least them, are lemmings. They follow whatever the state leaders say. So, so they just do whatever. Hey, we need to do this or else. Okay, next. A big deal is to understand how important these issues are because I have been telling you this, that there's $200 billion upside down in the state teacher's pension system plus or minus a billion or two. That was before the stock market crashed. That was before we hit recession territory in the stock market. So what is it now? I don't know. 300 billion, maybe? I'm just guessing. 290 billion? I, I, I don't know. But if this was published in October 24, 2019, near all-time highs, and these cities uh, were, were on the brink according to Cal Matters, then you have to realize that today isn't better. It's a lot worse. So I need you to realize you have the power. You have the, the power to, to vote these people out. You have the power to, to decide, right, if you're going to sit there and take it. 
because it's very incestuous, right? The insurance commissioner becomes the the state uh, secretary of state, becomes the head of the fiscal board of whatever equalization, becomes the, the head of, right, term limits. It's like musical chairs up there. And the people just kind of rotate, you know, attorney general, whatever it is, very little qualifications. In some cases, none. Right. So I need you to be careful because your retirement money, if you're going to stay in this state or if you're expecting a pension from the state, it's a different mindset. Now, look, some of you, many of our clients have their own retirement assets maybe one or two rental properties in the, in the state of California, maybe some in other states or nothing. But when they pick up and go, they leave almost nothing behind, including their self-funding, their own pension or their own retirement accounts. So they don't really care what happens behind the scenes in California. Maybe if you leave a rental property behind, then they're going to probably raise taxes on it, property taxes. Right? They're going to do things like that probably to keep things uh, alive. But you have a chance to pick up your stuff like the old wagon train, pack it in the back, and instead of go west, young man, it's go east or north. And so as as folks are doing this, now the, the one, I guess, I don't know if it's a benefit or at least it's a benefit to California, is when this recession hit, the coronavirus thing hit, it's brought down the entire country's economic uh, you know, development. So, so this matters... Because as you are considering where to retire and live, it's going to be painful in a lot of places. The risk right now is not that. You know what the risk is? You know what the change is? The risk and the change is simple. How quickly will they pick up the pieces? How much involvement, which I hope is very little, except to vote to get out of the way, how much involvement does the local and state government do to get in, in, in people's business. Because if you lift the veil, the, re, the creativity of those is, is going to shine. So think about this for a minute. The clients that we have that, that I mean, do you understand? They, they lost nothing. The worst case scenario, and I've been telling you this for 15 and a half years now on the radio, the worst case scenario you'll have with us is, well, your account is a zero. You didn't make any money. You didn't lose any money. Your account is the same as it was last year. And then we reset and we start to earn interest from today if the market goes up. So we're not in a position to ever lose what you've made your entire life, your earnings, or the interest that you've made in the last year or two or since you've had the account with us. Once you put money in an account with us, that's it. It never goes backwards. And... Believe it or not, some companies pay a bonus. Three, four, five, six, ten percent. Where they put money in and you put money in. It's a matching. And the reason that they do that, where that really kind of crosses the line and makes a difference, is if you are saying, listen, I want to make up some of the losses. So we have accounts that still give us a bonus. So we want to make up some of those losses. And I'm not so much concerned about making 20% a year as I am losing 20% a year. Or 20% in, what, two weeks? I mean, this is scary, guys. So there is peace. 
we have accounts that can help get you back up to normal very quickly. Depends on how much you've lost and when you're ready. What's the purpose of the money? Because for a lot of people, the purpose of the money determines the place of your money. I don't want you to think that just because you've been working your whole life and your food, shelter, clothing comes from your job and you're able to put your retirement in the market, right? Your 401k, 403b, whatever your IRA, you're putting it into the stock market and it's going up, down, up, down, up, down. Even your TSP, the thrift savings plan for the federal government employees, you think that's a good thing. Fine, go in up, put it up, down, up, down. Because when the market is down and you are purchasing, you're buying more shares. It's called dollar cost averaging. Great idea. Whatever it is, the market's down, you're buying more because you're putting in the same amount. However, now when you're ready to retire, let's say a year or two or three or five, before you're ready to retire, it's time to take some or part of those and start moving those out of the market. In fact, we have clients that are very successful at moving it out of the market 10 years before retirement because they can't afford something like this to happen. Imagine how many of you were going to retire at the end of the year. I'm going to retire in December. I already bought a house. Here, here's what somebody came to us. I already bought a house up in, uh, up in um, uh, I won't say the state, but uh, the Northwest. I bought a house up there. Life is good. And you know what they did? I said, what? They said, well, a big part of it is you're going to sit down and start building that house. So they take money, borrow against their home because we're going to sell it anyway. They take cash. They say, well, we're going to replace it with our home mortgage anyway with our, when we sell our house. And now they have two mortgages. Now they have a, an asset base that requires them to sell this place sooner or later and to take their big chunk of retirement money and create an income stream in three months or six months. And yet today they've lost a third or more of their money and now they have two mortgages. We had a client uh, just yesterday, gosh, yesterday, two days ago, give us a call and say, hey, by the way, Arif, I sold my house we, it, on Monday. This was a, a week ago, Monday. And we were getting ready to, we, we moved. We moved over the weekend because uh, escrow was closing and funding was Monday morning. So I had to have, and recorded Monday, I had to have my stuff out over the weekend so they move everything out. This coronavirus and layoffs were great because they were able to do it, you know, as far as not having to take vacation pay. They get ready. They're staying in a hotel for two nights before they close escrow on the other house. So they have everything they own in a truck. The house that they sold, the, the mortgage fell out of escrow. The bank was supposed to fund it Monday morning and they pulled the funding. They said with this whole virus thing, we don't know what's going to happen. They pull the funding. So now this guy uh, still has to pay the mortgage on that house because it didn't sell. And the new house that he has says, sorry, we're not going to give you the house yet because I can't find a place to live. And so now what's happened is he's moved everything out of his house. He's living in a hotel. He's got to pay a mortgage on a house that he's not going to live in because he's already moved many, many miles away. And he said, well, when is the bank going to fund this guy's house? So he's, he's trying to tell the guy, well, you have to you know, pay for us each month. He says, I'm not paying anything. And so now everybody's in this circle because it's a circle that once it's broken, 
by anybody, a bank or whoever. Now it affects the new people that you were going to move into their home who were going to buy another home, the family who needed the funds for long-term care or for health issues for the other person. And this whole circle is blown up. And that's one case that I heard of this last week. So expect it to be something that is affecting a lot of you. Now, if you're flush with cash, guess who gets to make the rules? It's the old golden rule, right? If you have the gold, you make the rules. So I want you to think about this when we start setting down a, a strategy, when you're starting to work with us and your CPA or your financial, uh, you know, you have a guy who says, oh, I'm going to take risk. Okay, great. You give, you give that person the risk money, the money that you're okay with cut, being cut in half in two weeks or doubling in two weeks. It can, I mean, anything can happen. You give him or her that, you give us the opportunity to be the safety guys. We're not going to lose your money. We're going to grow it. We're going to be predictable. We're the boring date, right? When you go out on the date, we're not the wild, wear the leather jacket and ride a a Harley Davidson. That's not us. That person might be a lot of fun, but when it comes to marrying them, that might be difficult, right? Because you need stability for the the white picket fence and the two and a half children and and the, you know, steady job. That's us. We're the boring, keep it simple, make us money. So when we chose to kind of focus on that, probably, I guess, what, 20 years ago now, I did so for a particular reason, because for the previous four years, so I've been doing this over 24 years, for the previous four years, we were the risk guys. And before that, I was a trader for 10 years on my own, for my own money. So as an investor and trader, man, I'm 18, 19 years old, I could take risks. And then when I was 28 and I started working in the financial services world, that was still my perspective. I was young. I expected you to think like me. So consequently, we had a lot younger clients. But as we started getting their parents to work with us and other people that said, you know, Arif, it might be okay to take that kind of risk for my son. But, you know, I'm in my 60s and I can't afford that kind of risk. What kind of safety ideas do you have? What kind of safety products can you come up with? And that was a big part of our change was to see the difference as to to how people would sit down with us and create, if you will, the best way to never lose. So how do you make it so that you have some safety? 888-99-RETIRE. That's 888-997-3847. That's part of what we do, right? Uh, our job is to be the, the, the safer guys. I'm not going to give you percentages and graphs. And let's do a full financial plan because you understand that as soon as the financial plan comes out, the moment it comes out, it's obsolete. Well, Arif, it doesn't really work that way. Well, yes, it does. Because if you earn a penny of interest that's outside of whatever parameters, or you lose money outside of whatever parameters that's in there, or you spend money outside of whatever parameters are there, uh, immediately, everything, all the other assumptions, it's over. It's finished. Right? Uh, in other words, we're going to expect that you're going to earn a 7% rate of return. The moment you earn 4 or 12, the rest of it doesn't matter because it's never going to be exact. In order to, quote, get exact or to be somebody that's in that exact world, you have to have a much more common sense approach. Because when we used to do these, I don't know, 15, 25 page, whatever it was, financial plans, and they had color graphs and it was bound in a beautiful bindery and you would have it all set up and I would deliver it to you. We would go over it. 
And then the next time I would come to see you or you come to my office, one, you never opened it since. You didn't understand it. And if you did look at it, maybe you understood one page of the entire thing. Because there were two or three or four pages of disclaimers and disclosures. Right? Fine print and three-point font. That if you were a senior, there's no way in the heck in heck you could read it or understand it. So I think there's a common sense approach. I get it. Those financial plans are dramatic. They make us look good in the financial industry. But are they useful to you when all you want to do is earn reasonable rates of return, protect your principal, keep things simple and easy to understand, grow your wealth at a reasonable rate of return without anything dramatic? That's where we fit in. Guys, we'll be back after the break. I want you to stay with me. It's the Total Financial Hour. I'm Arif Halaby. This is 888 retire That's us, 888 retire And this is important. My, uh, our phone number is working all week long. We have staff working from home. We have a skeleton crew at the office, so to speak, uh, so that we're always available. So please feel free to call us. And we have, uh, you know, outside of regular hours, we still have the ability to make an appointment for you. All right. Triple eight ninety nine retire. Stay with me as we continue on the total financial hour. I'm Eric Hallaby on AM eight seventy. The answer. Security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Hey, welcome back to the show, the total financial hour. Thanks for staying with me. I'm Eric Hallaby. TFS Financial Insurance Services uh, brings us to you every week at this time. We're talking about your family's finances, getting out of debt, managing money, planning for the future. Those are the things we need to know going into retirement. Uh, look, for some of you, it might be normal, okay? But none of this crazy, well, you know, I'm diversified in REITs that have full upside potential, a 7% return. Hey, hey, Arif, I've got to go. Listen, just look at Woodbridge, okay? Look at First Global Capital or 1GC, right? Woodbridge Financial and First Glo- those are Ponzi schemes. I don't know if the one, the next one that's coming down the road is one that you or your advisor, these are... These were pretty good guys and gals that were advisors that either didn't have a calculator or didn't care or pay attention, right? I don't think they're evil human beings. I know a few of the the folks that sold some of that crud. All I'm saying is when they came to us and said, hey, guys, why didn't you sell this to your clients? Probably, I don't know, five years ago, six years ago. I said, okay, great. Let me hear about it. Let's see what it is. All right. I took out my calculator. I did the math. I said, there's no way this can work. Oh, no, Eric, well, you don't understand. I said, look, it just doesn't, it's not going to work. And of course they tried. And then a couple of years later, they tried again to come and say, hey, Eric, you have a great practice. You, you're big in what you do. You should present this to your clients. So I looked at it, took out my calculator, and I said, there's no way this can work. So when somebody comes to you today in today's interest rate environments and tell you something that is just kind of out of, I don't know, just too good to be true, right? I'll give you a good example. Hey, Arif, there's this company. Here's these brochures. They show me these brochures. They're beautiful brochures. I know what it costs because I own a business. I know what it costs to print. Glossy, double-sided, four-color. Man, this is a really nice brochure. Okay. I take a look at it. Here's our executive team. And there's name after name with degree after degree and law degree and executive this and CPA that. Okay. 150000 a year, 200000 a year, two fifty a year. Did the math. 
And then they said, and we're going to be, we earn for our clients between 6 and 10% a year guaranteed. Okay, so when you do the math in any business, you have to say, okay, if that's what we're going to give the clients, we have to give the salespeople something. Then we have to give the, the secretary, she has to have a paycheck or he has to have a paycheck. The assistant, he or she has to have a paycheck. The CEO, she has to have a paycheck. Right? Do the math, guys. The benefits by the time you're done, I don't know what you have to earn. But 15%? I, I, I don't know. In order to pay the guy or gal six? Maybe more? So you're telling me that any schmo walking down the street who says, I'll take a 15% loan for that building? With 50% equity? I'll take that. You're telling me that that's a great credit risk? <laughs> right? I mean, maybe. But I want you guys to go back to logic, common sense. Because I'm hearing this more and more. And it comes in waves, right? It, it, it Just like when I was a, a policeman, right? And I worked as a street cop in... in uh, the early 90s, my job was to kind of deal with whatever community I was living in uh, or uh, working in and kind of understand the, the things that were happening. Well, we would get waves of things, car break-ins, and then they would go away, uh, house break-ins, they would go away, robberies, right? You would get things coming and going. There'd be waves. And it's usually the same people or group of people that are responsible for it. Well, that is exactly the same thing now. Today, it's going to be these crazy, you know, 6 to 12% guaranteed well, there's just no way that can happen. I, I mean, maybe there is, right? I'm just, maybe I'm not that smart, guys. Right? I, I dropped out of Harvard Law School, which means I just never went and really never even applied. But besides that, you know, <laughs> we're almost the same. Just know this, guys. You are smarter than that. You're, you're the common sense person. You think you're going to get rich quick. And listen, ladies, I, I understand usually you're married to the guy that does this because it's usually us men that, that are a bit more risk risky in our retirement savings. That's us. I'll own that. Until you get burned once or twice and you look at your wife or kids in the eye and you say, you know what? This is way more important to me than the adrenaline rush that I receive by risking our life savings. Because the worst thing that can ever happen is for you to win the first time that you risk your life savings. Honestly, you go out, that's the worst thing that can happen because then you start to think you know something. Then you start to think you're it. Well, look at me. You walk by the mirror, suck it in a little bit in the stomach, stick out the chest a little bit, the chin goes up. You look around, you say, you know, I think I look younger today than I did yesterday. Money must do that. Look how smart I am. And you walk along and your wife or your kids look at you and you think, gosh, is that admiration in their eyes? Or is it just respect? And then the next month comes along or the next deal comes along. And not only do you lose a little bit, but maybe everything. And you go, oh. And now when you walk by the mirror, you're not looking the same and your kids don't look at you the same. Because this is important. There are people out there who, whose job it is is to take your money. It's to lie. It's to forge documents. Right? It, it's to white out white out uh, dates and put in the real dates. It's people that go out and, and just ride the line or cross over the line and then jump back. What I'm saying, guys, is you don't need that. Here's what we can do. Here's what we do for our clients. We're going to earn over time, 
on average, between three and six. That seems to be what happens. No guarantees? We don't know. What is my guarantee? You're going to make no less than zero. You're never going to lose your money. Why? Because it's not in the market. It's pretty simple. And you're probably going to make no more than about 12, maybe 15. Sometimes we've seen greater than that. But realistically, between zero and 10, zero and 12, that's kind of the range. And you will never pay fees to lose your money. That's just not what we do. Okay, this is important. You know that because part of your retirement life should be about, right? Should be about you standing around and and enjoying things, giving back, right? I I think folks that, let me give you an example. I had a, a, a person come to me, right? During political season, they always come knocking on your door asking for money. Uh, and she's a retired teacher and her husband is a retired teacher and they were running for a school board and they come knocking on her door and they say, Hey, Arif, you know, there's a gala coming up and I was the sponsor of the gala. We'd like to attend. I said, great. And they said, we'd like to sit at the table of so-and-so. I said, okay, let me see what I can do to arrange that. And they said, and, and we want you to, you to buy the tickets. I said, what? They said, yeah, we think that would be great donation to the tickets. And because of Transparent California, which is where you can go in and plug in the information to see how much money people make, if you're a retiree in the state of California or a current employee in the state of California, I knew how much money they made just because I knew they're retired teachers. How much? I said, between the two of you guys, you make nearly 200000 a year. This is a charity for the children. You know, I, I, I don't, I'm donating. I, I'm the title sponsor. Now I have to buy your tickets. You're receiving money for literally the rest of your life for not showing up for work. Now, I understand the argument. I worked hard. I donated eight months a, a year of my life uh, for, for the last 30 years or 20, whatever it was, years. You know, I worked a little overtime. I worked a lot of overtime. I get it. You gave to the kids and maybe it was a good day or a crummy year. I get it. That doesn't change the fact that going forward, you're going to be paid for the rest of your life for just waking up and breathing. So I share that with you so that you have a little bit of understanding. If you are fortunate to receive a pension, one of you know, 16%, I think, 18 19%, something like that, in the country receive a pension. And by and large, it's the others that are paying for it through taxes, through products, services, etc. So when you have 80 plus percent of Americans paying, working hard, small business people working hard so that those of us with pensions can live the rest of our lives comfortably, when it comes time to give back, I think you're in the top of the list. Now, I know some of my clients, some of you are going to be upset. If you don't understand, I worked every day for a pension. I understand. I'm not saying you didn't. But when there's a line of people and they say, hey, America is suffering. My community is suffering. And you're going to get a pension next month, the same check as you received the month before. And everybody else on your block, they're not going to. Maybe, just maybe, you're on the front of the line donating a few dollars. Or some time. I don't know. Give me a call. Is that too much to ask? 888-99-RETIRE? 888-997-3847? Is it too much to ask that 
Now is the time as a pension person, right? Government pension. That it'd be that, that you might be the one who's who's starting something, giving something. I don't know. All I can tell you is this. Some of <laughs> some of some of you that are the mo- wanting to be the most creative with your taxes, who donate the very least, right? Who, who have very little charity, donate the least, want to scrimp every penny. They happen to be my Democrat clients. <laughs> I, I don't know why. It's kind of become a joke in the office that that it's it's another one. And, and I don't know. I don't think they're bad people. I just think if your mindset is the government owes me or or I, I'm I'm a deserving person, and then on the other side, if you need something, well, you got to better go to the government. And by the way, when it comes time to pay, I'm not paying. Somebody else pay those rich people over there. So keep that in mind because I think taxes are going to go up. The state of California has every year, every year for a very long time, at least twenty years that I know of, have raised taxes somewhere whether it be sales tax or property tax or an assessment fee or car registration, where it's car registration, oh, now it's a licensing fee and car registration, and they make up this little story, right? It, it, it's this thing that never goes away. Just like your property taxes never end, your car registration slash licensing fee slash drive on the car road fee, right? Expect them to start raising taxes if they haven't already on your electric car. You run around thinking, ha, 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 I don't pay gas. Well, watch and see. Now that you have a charger, you're using more electricity. They're going to assess you. Watch and see. Your car registration is going to go up because the gas tax that they steal and some of it gets into fixing the roads and the rest of it, who knows where it goes for the state of California. I don't know where it goes. They always make up these graphs and these pie charts, and it always seems like somebody's lying about something. But you don't pay it because you have an electric car. Surprise, your car registration is going to go up if it hasn't already. Because when it first happened, we were like, let's support those people. We want them to buy. And then all of a sudden, they're everywhere in the carpool lanes and driving everywhere. And uh, Wonderful cars, in fact, super fast. If you've ever driven an electric car, guys, it's probably one of the, one of the most fun I've ever had in a car. Well, almost. You have to ask yourself, in an electric vehicle, they don't buy, pay gasoline tax. So there's a little bit of that that you're going to start to see as California is suffering big time. Because when they didn't plan for this problem, the pensions currently, this is as of what date is this? March 29, 2020. <laughs> okay, very recently. March 29, 2020. CalPERS is less than 70, 70, 70% of what is needed for its obligations. That means it's 30% short. A couple hundred billion, 200 billion plus or minus. Yeah, it had a record record of 404 billion in February. Yay. And then a few months later, a few weeks later, it's dropped. So even at its record height, it still had about 70% of what it needed to meet its obligations. So CalPERS, California Public Employee Retirement System, just in the month of March, declined $64 billion. 
just in the month of March. So what are we now? I don't know, maybe 75, you know, or, or 60, 65%. And we're short another 64 billion. Add that on top to the, to the 200 billion. So I share that with you so you guys will, will keep it, this very clear. If you are expecting or, and or receiving a pension, try to live on 70% of it. Or you might say, oh, you know what, Arif? $4,000 a month is my pension from my school district or a police officer or whatever, 4000 a month. Great, let's try to live on 70% of it. Seven times four, 2800 a month. And you say, no, no, I'm, I'm getting 4000 I got it. But I need you to have your own retirement accounts, your own 457s or 403Bs or 401Ks or IRAs. I need you to have your own money so that if, you see, if I'm wrong, means you make a lot of money, you, you're happy. Yay, Arif's wrong, I'm rich. Okay, wow, hurt me. But if I'm right, wow, Arif's right, we're homeless. No, 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 we don't want to do that. We want, yay, Arif's right, and we planned. Yay, Arif's right, and we protected the obligations I have to my wife, kids, parents, aunts, uncles, children. Who? Because if there's somebody in your life and you're expecting a pension, and you spend 100% of it, and then some, you go into debt each month and you don't pay off the credit cards, right? Because, because credit cards, for example, are just another way to spend the money you already have. It is not new money. The reason I think people go broke or have problems financially is because that $10,000 visa is not an additional $10,000 I can spend this month. It's not a goal, right? I could spend it faster than most of you, just so you know. That 10000 is not a goal. It is, oh, I make 5000 this month. I can spend it with cash. I can debit. I can use a credit card. I can use a check. The credit card is just another way to spend that 5000 per month. So keep in mind, guys, that what you make per month, the credit cards are not designed to say, oh, now I can spend 15000 this month. Because that is the mindset that the state of California does. That is why they are 70% or less, probably 65 by now. According to the end of March, it's probably close to 62. It's kind of my quick, quick on the air calculation, 62, 63%, which means you're not going to have to live on 70%, but 63%. Let's be a, a little bit more focused. Husband-wife expecting pensions from the city. We have them as clients. Both police officers. She's high ra- higher ranking than him, so good for them. Their pensions between the two of them are just shy of twenty grand a month. Uh, uh, did, did you hear that? Twenty thousand a month. Fifty-six years old. They probably will live thirty-five years. At least one of them will live thirty-five or forty years, right? Statistically speaking. So you're going to have to pay $20,000 a month in income. That's $240,000 a year times 30 years. I mean, right? Do the math. $7 million for one person, one couple. And who's next? Times that across the board. Look, you can't blame the recipient. That's, that's not how you do it. It doesn't make sense. Right? You can't blame the person who gets the, the virus and say it's your fault. You can't do that. 
but you have to solve the the bigger systemic problem so that as a retiree, you see, many of you, I spoke to somebody just two days ago, they said, hey, Arif, I'm going to retire in the state of California. I said, why? Because it's where my grandkids are, right? He's an executive. She's a real estate agent. They're happy. Life is good. And they have three children and they all have grandchildren right here in the state in Southern California. So she says, I'm not going to move. Where am I going to go? I'm going to come back, what, every week just to see my grandkids because I see them once or twice a week. So it makes sense, right? Because that's very difficult for you and me and others to walk around and say, you know, I'm going to live outside of the state, but all of my friends and family, they're right here. So if you plan on staying here, we just need to plan, right? I like having your house paid off, but all of a sudden when, when money is in, the interest rates on money, it's free. I mean, basically for all intents and purposes, money is almost free, three, three and a half percent, whatever, free. By the time you add tax breaks, uh, inflation, it's, it's Japan or China. Remember China, if you may not remember, China uh, gave people loans as long as they promised and had to prove that they invested it in the stock market. When in 2008, when they were hitting the bottom, they gave people loans to invest. And guess who got to keep the profits? The people. Surprise. They're having problems economically. Imagine that. Who would have ever thought that that kind of financial idea would not work? Not me, (laughs) as he says sarcastically. But keep this in mind, guys. You and your family, somebody is going to have to think about this. Because if it isn't you and you pass away and your wife receives 50% of your pension or if you pass away and your husband receives 75%, whatever you signed up for, somebody will have to deal with this. Now, where I think it's not going to impact you is probably in your mid to late 70s. I used to say early 70s, but this coronavirus decline very rapidly. I think it's going to have to make changes sooner rather than later. So my guesstimate is mid-70s to late-70s is where you, where you may have a conversation or they may have a conversation with you and say, hey, listen, you're 78. Don't worry about your pension. Okay, fine. Live. You're fine. Younger than that, and probably for sure if you're still working, expect them to say, listen, we're going to have to make some adjustments, no cost of living. You already saw places like Stockton, California, and others that filed bankruptcy stopped the health care portion of the pension. They said, okay, look, we just, we're not going to pay your health care anymore. That's a huge hit for a lot of people. 20%, right, Some in some cases, or more. So how do we make sure that the next time these, these changes come, I mean, you heard me roll down the, the states, San Fernando, Vernon, right? These are not small cities or states, or, uh, I mean, uh, small cities or communities. We had a big issue when you go backwards, right? A lot of small cities, huge percentages of their pension are, are going to go down towards pension planning. You know, their budgets coming in the front door for Compton, a big part of it is going to go out the back door. Monrovia, right? These are not small cities. The city of Oakland, where a lot of people were trying to move to, all of a sudden, Homeless populations go through the roof. You tell me that businesses are going to move there, right? Where where you have to trust your staff to step over people sleeping 
And they literally, every single day, there are businesses in the Bay Area that every single day, downtown L.A., off of Vermont, where they, every single day, they come out with a power washer and they wash their, their front of their office so that the human waste is removed and customers and staff can come in uh, to come to work. Did you ever think that would happen outside of a Mad Max movie? And yet these same people are like, hey, vote for me. I have a solution. Well, you know what? Let's hear it. Did you want to be liked or did you want to be effective? Because if you want to be liked, that's a different world. If you want to be affected, uh, effective, then, then you know what surprise you're going to probably tick people off. Compton was determined to be the highest risk due to the lack of transparency over its finances. Don't you remember when the Compton Police Department, they dissolved the whole police department and the sheriff's department came in to take over because of, of corrupt and, and uh, huge issues they had? The city was taken over, I believe, by the state of California at one point. And, and yet today, it's known for, for, in the past at least, for high crimes and gang problems. Uh, people threw a lot of money in because they felt like money you know, made them feel better. And so what did they do? Eh, surprise. Money solves the problem. Oh, surprise. Corruption also solves the problem. Vernon and Maywood, these are all cities around Los Angeles. Guys, the city of L.A. is right behind them. You need to be careful if you're expecting a pension. Just plan accordingly. Spend a third, two-thirds, I don't know the number. But we'll be happy to help you with your retirement accounts if you want some or part of them safe away from the market. That's what I'm here for. 888-99-RETIRE. That's 888-997-3847. You can always get a hold of us uh, uh, all all day, all week at that number. And we're in the financial uh, total financial hour on AM870, The Answer. Hey, thanks again. Please be safe out there. Have some common sense, right? Don't let the crazies scare you into uh, into not moving. <laughs> I think there's some safety. Triple eight ninety nine retire. That's eight 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 nine nine seven three eight four seven. I'm Eric Halaby on AM eight seventy. The answer.